Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you for asking, and I'm so excited because I want to know about your book, and I was reading a little bit about it, and I was just like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. But before we even get started, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I'm originally I'm from New York, um, grew up in Long Island, and I lived in New York City a few years. Uh, then I moved out to California about, oh god, 2002, so I've been, I don't, I still think of myself as a New Yorker in a lot of ways, but, um, and I thought I moved out here to do more acting. I did a little bit of acting and stuff in New York, even though I went to college for business and marketing. Um, but then when I got out here, I really started getting into writing. I've always loved writing, uh, you know, songs and sketches. And then I wrote scripts and then the book and stuff, which we'll talk about. But I just love to write. Um, I came from a fairly large, well, medium-sized family. We had five kids in our family. So I'm the only one who moved out west. The rest stayed on the East Coast. And um, I'm actually, yeah, my legal name is Sudi, but I also go by Rick because Sudi is too common a name. No. Um, it's actually a Turkish <laughs> name. I'm, I'm half Turkish, oh. half Armenian. My parents fight all the time. No, not really. My, my, my mom's American. My dad's was Turkish. And um, so um, and what, So I look Italian with that mix. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, uh, what else? It's pretty much it. I'm. I love music. That's my main, besides writing, you know, I write songs and stuff too, but, and I, I think I mentioned to you while back, I, I love Dolly Parton. I can talk about her for hours as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get her actually in my next movie, but um, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd be exciting. <laughs> so tell us about the book. So the book is called for everybody listening. Uh, it's called Rainbow Relatives. Tell me more about it. Yeah, it's Rainbow Relatives, and then in parentheses, the long title, uh, Real World Stories and Advice on How to Talk to Kids About LGBTQ Plus Families and Friends. So, yeah, it's a book for adults and speaking to kids on various topics and um, of LGBT, you know, whether they have a family member who's gay, an aunt or uncle or something, or whether one of the parents turns out to be gay. Um, uh, it's done with a sense of humor, the book. Like, for example, that chapter if a parent turns out to be gay, it's called Daddy Left Mommy for Tommy. So, you know, it's lighthearted, but obviously that's a serious subject. And um, a big issue is sometimes religion with, you know, sometimes religions will, you know, uh, do things or that they feel, and it's kind of can be anti-LGBT. So there's a chapter on that called Pray the Gay Bashers Away. Um, there's a chapter on like having two moms and two dads because that's becoming more common these days. So, but it's a book on all these subjects, also transgender. Um, which that chapter is called uh, Kids, Your Father, Well, She Has Something to Tell You. And, you know, it is done, and it's not a scientific book, like, you know, a, um, it's more like real world stories, um, interviews I did with people, 
And although there is one chapter like that I interviewed some therapists and stuff just to get more of a professional. But every family's different, every person's different. So I wanted it to be more uh, more fun and more entertaining so that you know people are more apt to read something and learn from it if it is, rather than just like a statistical, you know, book. Um, and yeah, so I, I interviewed a lot of really cool people. There's even a chapter called Celebrity Thoughts, and I interviewed um, Bruce Valanche, who, um, I mean, people know him from years ago on Hollywood Squares, and um, he actually wrote all the Oscar for many years, like 15 years, all the jokes you would hear on the Oscars and stuff. But um, I interviewed Del Shores, who wrote the movie Sorted Lives, that Delta Burke and Bo Bridges and Olivia Newton-John, and very campy, funny movie. Um, and also Shelley Wright, the country singer, who came out a few years back. Um, and, um, so that was kind of a fun chapter just to get, uh, their perspective on some of these topics of, and it's funny, it's, so it's things, um, like I said, with gay and uh, lesbian and transgender, let's say relatives in talking to the kids. And the irony is a lot of times kids don't have really issues with any of that. A lot of times it's the adults, you know, especially like with religion and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I actually learned a lot from writing the book and I'm, I think it's, it's helping people, I think, also. And um, so, um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't never plan on writing a book. I usually wrote scripts and stuff, but I, my, I, my sister accidentally gave me the idea for the book quite a few years back when her kids were very young. And I was asking her if my nieces and nephews, her kids, knew about my orientation. And uh, she said, I think so. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how to talk about that. I wish there was a book on that. And me being a writer, I thought, oh, that's a great idea. And I just, that night, thought of a very campy, corny title, which I didn't go with. And um, and then just started talking to people and getting their stories. And, you know, over a couple of few years, I, um, in between other projects and stuff, the book came together. And, uh, yeah, and now it's out. And uh, I hope it's helping. And, yeah, there's also a chapter like on, because it's a little easier these days, I think, to be gay or lesbian because of all the TV shows and stuff and and characters on TV and things. So it's um, everything from Modern Family to Will and Grace to a lot of movies that come out. So I think that helps people as well. So in some ways, it's not as big a, uh, you know, issue or whatever, mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of things that uh, even with, you know, transgender in the military being banned or mm -hmm. a lot of states you can be fired in for being gay. And so a lot of these topics I cover in the book and stuff. And it's, even though we've come a long way, we have a long way to go, which is actually the la name of the last chapter, I think. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm really happy that you've done something like that because I think just people need to make it a, people need to be aware that it, this is the normal now, like deal with it. And that's my attitude towards it, believe it or not. It's like, uh -huh. you know, I have a friend, I have friends who are, who are gay and I'm like, this is the world we live in. Just deal with it. Like, what is the problem? Right. Um, and when I hear these stories and, 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 you know, obviously the same sex marriages are happening. I'm just like, that's good for them. They need love too. Like, come on people. And I love when people are stepping out and kind of just be, themselves being free of after hidden for so many years because of this the, the this world that we're in it's just oh my god it's just full of hate and it just yeah. drives me insane and i have a friend actually who wrote a book for kids who is actually um who talks about similar things like yours like you know there's there's a there's a mom and a dad there's two dads there's two moms there's 
a mom and dad from different cultures and different races like and i and i loved it because of like she really geared it towards children like this is a normal thing and you know i, I love hearing more about it uh because it's really this is the world we are living in like yeah. and, and and i agree with you there's still we've you know, it's gone a long way and there's still more work to be done because there's so much other stuff that we're not hearing more of. And I love hearing, seeing these reality shows that talking about, like, for example, I am jazz, you know, you know, was born as a boy. Now she's a girl and always thought she was a girl. And, you know, I just call it, it's, you know, it's jazz, you know, sharing her story to the public eye and just saying, look, this is what all my friends go through this is what this is the deal and we need to see more of that and thank you for writing that because for a lot of people we have our different journeys and our pasts it's just how do we put it out there is it okay to put it out there we're always self-doubting ourselves even uh, as myself it's like with a learning disability how do i tell people that I am dyslexic, but still be able to keep a job because that's the thing. It's like, oh, okay, so you're dyslexic. You're basically you're automatically able. That's stupid. Okay, cool. But you don't know what how I could you know offer you in this position that I'm I'm, I'm looking to apply um, that I can do it right. So I agree. I feel like it's crazy. This is the normal, guys. Like yeah. I'm just saying it because I I do get worked up when I hear that people are not accepting of other people, it's the way it is. Let's just deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned, uh, you know, books for kids. Um, and there are more books now for kids with all kinds of families in them and stuff, which is really cool. I actually mentioned a few of them in the book and actually one of the first interviews I did, it's funny because my one sister gave me the idea for the book. And then when I told my other sister I was writing it, she goes, Oh, there's a book called Heather has two mommies or something. She said, which, is really good and it was for kids. So I, I looked that book up and I ended up contacting the um, author of that book, Leslie Newman, and did a really nice interview with her. And, and that's in the book. And she's written several books that I recommend to people because they're really, Donovan's Big Day, I think was another one. And, but they're, a lot of them are LGBT families and, and just teaching kids, you know, again, written um, just like any other children's books, but they just have LGBT characters in them, which is, is really good. So that, again, it is, it's just normal. It's just, you know, so yeah yeah and when you started writing this book what was going through your mind through this process as a writer because I love interviewing different authors because their journeys are so unique and how they put all their ideas together how to structure everything and also if it's your first book how was that journey because we we only hear that okay here's my new book i need you guys to read it but we don't hear a lot of how what it took to get there whose stories did we use like tell me your process yeah it's and it's a lot a lot of work and that's i mean a lot of people start a book and never finish it or they have an idea for a book but they never even start it but it's a lot because from the beginning to end it really took me about five years because you know first i just started interviewing people i really had no idea where i was going with it and then some people would say, oh, you have to talk to this person. Like I interviewed Del Shores. He says, you have this couple in North Carolina, two guys, they're raising two kids. They would be good to talk to. So I did. I got their story. They're in a very conservative area, um, raising two kids. And so that was an interesting. And then this person would refer me to that person. So, and then I would read some other books. I tried to see if there are other books out there similar. Um, and there weren't a lot, which was interesting. But, um, and as I, then I would, 
get ideas for different themes for each chapter from the interviews that I did. And just, so some of it was organic, just trying to figure out. And then, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I have a good instinct for certain things. So, um, but I did have to have help. I had a few people read what I had written so far and make suggestions. Um, once I got a, I had, you know, to get a literary agent took a while and then to publisher took a while and some people will self publish also, but, um, the editor also finds things and they actually moved a couple chapters around. They felt, you know, this one's a topic should be earlier than the other one. So, um, I actually went into a school with a friend of mine. They talked to um, high school students too about um, uh, gay people and, and lesbian and all that. And I was really interesting to see the difference. I'm in my early fifties. Don't tell anyone in Hollywood, but um, actually mid fifties. <laughs> but um, and it was interesting how, like, twenty five years ago, or thirty, how different the classrooms were, of what, how they would have responded to some of these questions. So that was really cool. So I did all these things that kind of just led. You know, I interviewed a few pastors and stuff for the religion chapter. So I just kind of, it's a lot of work. Um, and, you know, even the title of the book, I originally called it, the first night I thought of the book that my sister gave me the idea, I, I, I just wrote down, how to tell, no, how to tell the kids about Uncle Mary and Aunt Butch. And I don't know, that was, that was too silly or it might be controversial and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but the idea was it to be, have a sense of humor to it. And that did stay with it. Um, and then it was going to be called how to tell the kids about the other birds and bees. So, um, and then we both settled on rainbow relatives, which I, I really liked the alliteration of it. And yeah. just the, I like rainbows all that. So that was good. But, and then, to, so the writing of the book is a process, I guess. Um, it's good to like, it's good to read maybe some similar, similar books or, um, styles. And, but of course you want your own unique, like, I really liked the, the fact that it's, it, it's kind of. You know, I throw my own two cents in or three cents when I had it <laughs> um, into it. So, yeah, it's, and then to get the, I, I got this book called The uh, Writer's uh, Market, and it lists all the publishers and literary agents and stuff. So that was good, and it tells you how to write a query letter, like to get a publisher and an agent. So I, I, I learned from that and uh, sent out those. So, yeah, it's a long process, um, but it was fun. fun. Um and um, yeah, I don't know if that answered, I think that answered your question, but I yeah, it did. It did. No, I appreciate that. And by the way, I think 50 is like the new 20, apparently that's what <laughs> I've heard. So you're, you're good. <laughs> and um, also with the writing part, have you ever had doubts of like not being able to finish this book? Um. Not, not not being able to finish it, no, but I mean, maybe getting it published or, or anyone buying it, you have those kind of doubts. But I didn't know how long it would take me to finish it. And I also, I, I'm very determined though, when I do, like I have 10 scripts here finished. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to get them made, but I'm pretty good at following through and, 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 and getting stuff done. And I, it was, there was something telling me in, you know, to just keep working on this book. Like there was, I don't know what you would call it. Like, uh, it, not intuition. I don't really have that, but um, just uh, like a voice, not a voice, you know, but something just knowing that I just needed to keep working on this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew it was the right thing to do. And I, I knew, um, so I, I was determined to finish it. It's funny though. I wonder when I knew it's hard to know sometimes when you're finished. I mean, there are, st- there's always things coming up that I probably could have added or now I could add or, 
even things have changed since the book came out because it came out about a year and a half ago really the um um in the uh, barnes and nobles and amazon and all that but um even you know things keep popping up in the news and stuff and so but yeah i always kind of knew i'd finish it it might sit here on my (laughs) shelf but i knew it would be finished um so but like i said a lot of people i don't think do they leave it um yeah, they, they don't. don't end fo- up- they, they, they don't follow through or have the uh, stamina or, and again, it t- you know, a lot of writers they set aside. Oh, I'm going to write four hours each day, and they set those hours aside. And I really can't do that because my schedule is so weird. But it is a good actually. It is a good thing to do to make sure you write a certain amount each week on whatever you're working on, um, so that it gets you know, gets done. <laughs> no, for sure. And I, you know, I'm thinking of writing my own book, and I'm just like okay, where do I get started? How do I do this? I know every author has their unique way of doing it, but I got to find my own way of how to get this done. Get it, you know, get it, even start doing it, like write something and say, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is what I'm going to focus on. So I really commend writers and, you know, those people really putting books together because for me, I look at it from the outside. This is a tough tough job for me and it's like I want to do it because I want to see what I'm capable of doing but I do appreciate you sharing that because I love hearing everybody else's journey through writing and how it all comes together because it's it's so rewarding once it's done but then like you said are people going to buy the book how is it going to get published like you're thinking about everything else after that once it's complete and that's where a lot of the work really starts too. Even when they, um, yeah, and even though even if you get a publisher, it's you, you're still doing most of the. Oh, wait, by the way, it's it's published by Skyhorse Publishing, so I was very glad that they published it. And um, I think they're out of, they're on the East Coast too, actually. But um, yeah, and that can be. Um, and then yeah, that's after the book came out. I did a lot of you know I did some book signings in Barnes and Nobles, and I did some, and which was really cool because you got to meet people. I did one in Long Island, which is where I grew up, uh, Syacet. And, um, you know, so like 60 people or more came to this book signing at the uh, book review. But mm. what was cool, like most of the people I knew because they, you know, from high school that I hadn't seen in years and just people I knew in Long Island. But um, there was a few people there that I didn't know. And one of the women there asked a question, something, she was older woman, maybe, I don't know, 60s to 70s. And she asked, is something like, is it a choice or that kind of question, you know, to be gay and, and I said, no, you're pretty much born that way. And, but anyway, I found out the reason she asked that question. She came afterwards to get her book signed up. And um, she said she asked that because her granddaughter has just come out as a lesbian. And mm-hmm. she was having a hard time. The grandmother was having a hard time accepting this and understanding it. She just didn't understand it. She came from an age from many years ago where it just wasn't as accepted. And so here was this woman trying to at least understand what her granddaughter was going through and trying to find out more about it. And she was getting the book. So that was like that was really cool. Like that was, that's the point of, you know, someone, I didn't even know and hopefully that will help them and she'll be able to understand her granddaughter. Um, yeah. Granddaughter better. Um, so yeah. that was cool. That's awesome. That's so nice. Like that, what you're doing is obviously amazing. And especially with this book and really kind of educating other people of how to, you know, love them even more and how to understand this, this what they're going through because it's really, 
it's hard. It's really hard. And I hear so many stories how they're trying to come out and, and it's not easy. And, you know, I look at my friends and then they've told me their experiences and I'm just like, I have always said, you know what? I will always love you. You're my friend. I don't like, I support you no matter what happens. And that's my thing because it doesn't really change the person for me. It's like, I've known you for so long that you're just being you. And that's what I want you to be is be you. Uh, yeah. Very true. <laughs> now how did you become a writer because i know you mentioned you write scripts and uh you know you've you have you done a couple of movies so far i i wrote yeah i wrote um i write it's funny i say i write scripts songs books everything everything except checks i don't like to write checks but um <laughs> i wrote i, I covered a movie with tom archdeacon called walk a mile in my pradas and that's actually it's a little bit like a freaky friday with a gay straight twist um they, although they don't switch bodies, they just, these two guys get their uh, sexual orientation switched. One of them is a macho homo cons uh, homophobic construction worker and his, <laughs> gay, his gay co-worker, thanks to some Christmas magic, they get their orientation switched a couple of weeks before the straight guy's marriage to Sarah. So it, it wreaks havoc on that. And so it's a fun comedy with, and we had um, a nice cast with um, uh, Nathaniel Marston, Tom Arnold, uh, Dee Wallace, and Mike Starr and Bruce Valange. We had a, a lot of fun people in it. And um, that's on Amazon Prime now, which is kind of cool. And it's if people have Amazon Prime, they can see it for free. Um, and it was on Netflix a few years back, which was really cool. And um, yeah, so that was one of the first films I wrote that got made. I'm trying, working on another one, hopefully to shoot in Nashville later this year, which is the one I'm trying to get Dolly Parton for, which, oh, her, her sister Stella Parton, who was wonderful woman and singer um she actually bought my book down in nashville and uh, oh. uh so that was cool yeah she's very nice but um yeah so i love i have other scripts that will get made it's just again you said something about do you have trouble do you ever think you won't finish something and no but then these scripts here i know some of them will get made um but yeah. that's the, you know when is the question and um uh you know, I make a joke, Hollywood only makes sequels and um, remakes. So I got to, on the title, I have to put like Fast and Furious 10 or just to make sure they'll read it because they'll think it's a sequel. No, but um, <laughs> so, yeah, but we self-produced the other one, Welcome Out My Protest. So um, and then I'm probably going to also, pre I'm producing the other one, Charlie. It's called Charlie's Dream. And we're shooting in, trying to shoot in Nashville. We're trying to get, we're in the process of getting funding and Jolie Fisher is going to direct it. Um, Oh, and wow. we have John Schneider so far interested in playing the lead and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's the part. I love the creative part of writing stuff. The, the business part, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I write, song, I write songs also. I think I, the first thing I started writing when I was a teenager was songs, just for fun. And then um, when, I knew, when I was in New York City, I started writing these sketches and we would shoot them for fun. I have a lot of stuff on YouTube too that mm -hmm. has my sketches and stuff that we wrote. But um, And then some music videos. Um, so the songs started first. And then when I started writing scripts, it was hard to have time to do both. But there's actually a song in the movie, um, my movie, Welcome on My Proud, is at the very end in the credits, sung by Karen Mason called All Kinds of Love. But it's about, you know, I believe... Um, in all kinds of love, it's the hate I don't understand. And, um, but, and I love writing Christmas songs for some reason. I actually have a, uh, 
couple of Christmas songs I wrote um, and made videos to. One was called All I Want for Christmas is Some Sleep. <laughs> and we made a video to that. And um, another one called Minute Would Be Clear. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just started writing more and more and more. And, uh, um, and thank God for computers. And thank God I took a typing class years ago because when I graduated college to get any kind of job at that time for marketing or advertising, which I was thinking of going into, you had to, to get an entry level, you had to be able to type. So after high school and college, I took this typing class. But with a computer now, you don't even need to do that. It's kind of, um, and Word, what do you call that? Word and all those uh, software programs to make it easier. So if anyone's thinking of writing a script, that makes it easier as well. Um, and how do you get all your ideas? Where do your ideas come from to write these scripts? Because I, I'm always like, how do they come up with this? I know some people use real life events that happen over the years and then they take it from books and they take it from different other movies and combine it into one. Like, how do you stay focused and also come up with these ideas? Well, the ideas come from all kinds of places. Um, well, it was funny. The, the Walk Up On My Prada's kind of came, it was kind of funny. I was walking in New York City and this very attractive woman walked by me and I kind of found myself noticing her much more than I normally notice women. And uh, I just thought, oh, what, you know, I thought, what would happen if someone was gay and woke up straight one day? And then I said, oh no, what if they switch places? Like the switching places was gay and straight. And so that's kind of how that evolved for that script. But I have another script called Sinking Low about a guy who fakes having depression um, to get this $5,000 for the study to test a new medication. And his, when his girlfriend finds out about it, she gets mad and dumps him, then he really gets depressed, and then he has to fight to win her back and expose the company as a fraud that's doing this. They're just trying to make money and this and that. But the, the way I came up with that one was, there was a real article, a real um, ad in a paper that says make $5,000 um, to test this new medication. And I thought, oh, that'd be kind of funny if someone just did that and, and pretends. So this guy in my script pretends to take the medication and doesn't. He's the only one not having side effects. Because that's the other thing, this commercial's on all the time about these drugs and all the side effects. So that was kind of what gave me the idea too, to incorporate all that stuff into it. And so it came out as a really, it's a nice, funny, rom kind of romantic comedy, but um, kind of modern um, thing. So that, I remember I thought of that one that way. Um, I don't know, I have another script, Pretty In Depth, which is kind of like overboard or made to order kind of thing, but I don't remember how exactly I came up with that one. Yeah, some of them are very clear. I remember exactly um, how I came up. And same with songs. Some of them I'll just, I mean, one time we were in a car driving got to a New Year's Eve party and the, the window was foggy. And I, I thought of this title, Somewhere Between a Buzz and a Coma for <laughs> drinking something. <laughs> and I, I remember writing another window, you know, in the foggy window, Somewhere Between a Buzz and a Coma. That was many years ago. But yeah, I just, I do, in the middle of the night too, I'll get ideas or when I'm half asleep, that's when the ones really come. And I have to know to have my phone near me. And um, because if I'm half awake in the middle of the night, I have this idea and I'll be like, oh, I'll remember it in the morning. I will not because if I go back to sleep, so I have to pull out the phone and, and record into it what the idea is or the title of the song or the idea for the movie. But that's when I'm most creative too, in a way, because you're half your subconscious and all that stuff. But I've, I've lost quite a few ideas because I was too tired to go to the phone. I said, oh, I'll remember in the morning. And, um, or sometimes I'll, I'll actually be in a dream and have an idea and I'll wake up and remember that idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, one more. I thought of uh, one of the scripts. I was working a catering event and they were auctioning off a puppy 
for the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what if this was like being accidentally auctioned off? This puppy belonged to someone and it's not supposed to be auctioned off. And so I ended up writing a thing called the auction where this in New Orleans is a hurricane coming and the, the, they, the dog has disappeared and they can't find him and they have to leave and leave the dog there and they come back and it looks like the dog has perished. But anyway, someone else had found it and they thought the owners had perished and they end up auctioning off this dog and this evil rich old woman bids on it who hates accidentally by shooing a fly away and ends up with this dog she doesn't want. But so that whole idea just came from that catering job with the auction going on. And then it became, it's kind of like a Disney dog boy story. Yeah. So I get ideas. Be careful what you say to me. <laughs> Anyone well, around. It's like, you know, like Taylor Swift. She was, I think she writes songs about a whole ex-boyfriends, but yeah, no, sometimes someone will say something and um, it's a good idea for either. Um, and real, real stories are good. I don't, I don't necessarily write a lot from, Somebody hired me to adapt his his book into a screenplay. It's called Hey, I'm Just a Kid. Ron Bond, good book. Go out and buy it. Um, and trying to make that into a movie. But so that's his, his real story of him, a really good story. Um, yeah, and I'll use things from my life here and there. Like, for example, when I did catering, um, you know, if you go up to the, would you like a quiche? And the, a guest would say, I'll pass. And I say, no, no, I'll pass. You relax, you have a good time. But in my movie, what I did was I put the waiter asking if the guy wanted quiche and the guest goes, I'll pass. And the waiter goes, oh, you'll pass good. And he hands him the tray. He <laughs> goes, I have a lot of work to do in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> no, no, I meant I didn't want any. You know, so I use real things, but here and there. But um, yeah. So anyway, I'm 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 uh, rambling on now, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love I love hearing that because like, hey, if you ever need me, uh, my story to be in a movie, that'd be nice. <laughs> And everyone really does have a story and a lot of them are very interesting. So, Yeah, no, for sure. And um, I, I was always curious because um, it's, it's crazy how, what people come up with, with a storyline and with, especially in a two hour movie typically, or an hour and a half or an hour 80, like how everything comes together and, you know, it's like when people write books, like for example, when I read the Godfather book compared to the five movies or four movies, actually, sorry, there's three that came out and you're reading the book, the book is completely different from the movie, but I felt like the book was so much more interesting, but mm-hmm. that was the only way I was able to read the book because I'm a visual learner. So I, I have to watch the movie first, which I probably watched it a gazillion times now. Um, and then when I read the book, I was just like, holy crap, like this, there's more to it in this scene than what happened. But hey, I I completely understand because when you're putting it on film, on the screen, it's like you got to cut down a lot of it. And and obviously the book is going to be, some people say the book is the same. Some people say the book is different or, um, but what I was going with that is I, I really like how people just generate their ideas and come up with, with these scripts because it's so interesting it's a process that we don't hardly see right yeah and like i said a lot of it's i like being original as but you know a lot of times you might like you said borrow something or, or change it you know take something and and, and kind of just change it if you, like make it a, you know something a little thing can actually change a whole storyline but uh it's, it's it is frustrating how many remakes and sequels come out i mean do you really need mm-hmm. you know fast and furious nine do you really need um I mean, some of them, like, the first one wasn't that great. Like, dude, where's my car? You really, you needed a sequel to that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, Um, I I understand that. (laughs) And sometimes they're okay. Now, some sequels are okay, and some remakes even are okay. 
but um yeah anyway but they it's they're safer for hollywood to do that or producers so that's why they do that but and uh what was, there was one recently though i think it totally bombed though uh i don't know but anyway um now yeah, with no good with the tv show have you ever done a tv show script um i have one or two pilots that i wrote i haven't um had any on team one is called the condo i think and one is uh um um extreme fitness which takes place in a gym obviously but so we wrote a pilot in one episode of that and then i wrote a pilot um, so i would like to see those made but so far um aren't but mostly film scripts but those are a couple of tv ones um i used to have a fun show i did out here on cable access called skits and giggles um, so it was like a little half hour where we write sketches and have musical artists on it and stuff too. And some of that stuff is on YouTube now. So that was kind of fun, but yeah, but I would love to get something on Netflix or Hulu or, but I don't write, a lot of that stuff is really dark <laughs> mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm not, I don't write stuff like Game of Thrones or like, um, <laughs> you know, those really dark, I write, I, I prefer light comedy and, um, with some drama, um. So yeah, I'm very open to TV and actually there's a lot of stuff, so many different networks and channels. So that is the way to get anyone is listening and they do writing and they, that's definitely better to write probably TV stuff than movie scripts. But you have to plan those out a lot more and have a lot more episodes written and know exactly where the story's going over the next three or four years. Cause they want to know um, that the show will be on that long and that if they're going to, yeah put it on their channel they want to know it's going somewhere you know yeah now when you have that script ready to go how does that work do you pitch it to somebody do you go to um i'm trying to even think of like who would you go to but do you go to anybody or does it get auctioned off like how does that work you could this except we could have a literary agent which i've i don't have one right now i did have a literary agent for my book for the scripts i don't any if anyone's literary agents are listening um but you can sometimes there's a thing called ink tip which is a cool organization online which you can have your scripts on there they send out newsletters of what production companies are looking for and they try to match up your scripts with um them so that's a pretty cool thing um sometimes friends will get a script to an, an agent or a literary agent or producer um to read it um so a lot of it's like anything else two people you know can hopefully get it to um someone to read for you know for the charlie's dream script that i wrote that we're going to shoot in nashville we you know contacted john schneider's manager and got a script to him and um to julie fisher and stuff but it's hard to get to, to people um yeah it's really hard to get scripts out to people that's you know but to i guess even if you have a literary agent sometimes too um but if you have other people read the scripts, um, you know, they might know someone to get it to. And what I would do with my scripts is have actor friends and writer friends come and we would do like a, a reading at my place um, to hear it out loud. And then I would have them fill out a questionnaire so I could improve the script by getting other opinions and stuff too. So definitely before you send something out, you know, have other people read it. And, and again, not everyone is going to give good advice, so that doesn't mean you have to listen to everything everybody says, but a lot of times you will get some really good advice too. So, And there's a list of, I think, you know, agents and um, producers that you can uh, look up and try to see what they're looking for and uh, 
and then send to them. Well, thank you for sharing that process because I, I really like, how does this work? Cause you know, I'm in the construction field. So when somebody needs to get that job, it goes through bidding process and it goes through, you know, um, the owners end up picking out, okay, who's going to, who's going to build this thing. And, you know, I always thought like, Oh, maybe is it something like that? Because really I don't know. So I really appreciate you sharing that with yeah, me. And I mean, I wish I knew more, like I said, if you talk to someone who probably had a lot more things produced or, published and this and that they would probably have more insight into that um mm -hmm. yeah no but I, I appreciate your what you've seen in in on in your career with it so i i do appreciate that well what do you like to do for fun besides writing and writing and more writing <laughs> um i love swimming i'm a swimmer i swim for many years on teams and stuff and i love to swim uh i love going to the beach i love beaches uh, music i love so i love uh listening to music i love singing i love i have a guitar which i haven't pulled out in like two years but i don't really play that well but i do like guitar and it's one of those things i'm one day i'll learn how to play really well it's because i write songs but i write mostly the lyrics and just make up a melody and stuff and what i love to travel but i don't, don't get to as much as i would like i have relatives in turkey and i want to go to turkey and greece so yeah i like i you know obviously like anyone else i love watching movies and since i'm in the screen actors guild when in like january we get to all these free screeners and go to these, uh, get a bunch of free DVDs from SAG and stuff. So I watch a lot of movies and I enjoy that too. Um, I really don't have time. It's funny. I always feel like I don't have time to watch TV though because I'm like, I should be writing. So um, there's so many good shows I enjoy watching. I just rarely have time to watch them or I'll binge watch on, you know, Netflix or something a couple days, one, like one day a week or something. But uh, what else do I like? I don't know. And it's funny, I'm a Gemini, so I kind of, part of me likes to go out and have a good time and party, and part of, sometimes I'm just like, want to mellow out and just could watch a movie by myself, you know. I feel like I do have those two kind of personalities. Keeping yeah. it low-key. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to keep it low-key sometimes, because like, you know, you just want to just take it easy and just be on the couch and be in your PJs and just do nothing sometimes. I mean, I definitely like to exercise a lot. I mean, if I'm not swimming or I go to the, try to go to the gym three or four days a week, I, I, um, you know, I've always been into exercise. Um, yeah. Uh, and as I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm in my um, fifth decade. So it gets wow. harder and harder to keep those pounds off. And uh, but but I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay for my age, I think, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a lot, um, especially swimming. You don't, you know, swimming is always hard on the body, but a really good workout. And yeah, um, yeah it's it's nice to keep it simple too, because you know, we're. I love how you're you're still focusing on your overall well being because you know writing can really, I can assume like it could bring a lot of toll on you of just sitting a lot and really being focused and it, i don't know if you've write on the computer or pen and paper i don't know what style but it's yeah, a computer it's everything's not well mostly computer it's you know mm -hmm. i might jot down an idea or two on paper if i don't have anything else but even then i'll pull out my phone usually and just record um oh and i love that it goes on the phone text you can vote voice to text now yes. so um I don't really do that, but that technically, I guess I could do that and then just email it to myself and copy and paste it, you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, 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 um, writing is more of a, like your brain gets tired. I, um, yeah, but the exercise is good because it gets, you know, everything going, but, um, I get a lot of ideas exercising too and driving. Oh, you asked me where I got ideas. Like I could be driving and that's when I'll get like 
a song idea or whatever, or if I'm on the uh, treadmaster thing or in the gym, I'll, yeah. that's when I think of stuff, you know, just because you're, you're not trying to think of anything. You're just being, and that's when a lot of times, um, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, definitely driving. Like you're, it's funny because especially when you're stuck in traffic, you're kind of like into your thoughts and sometimes you forget what song you're listening to and you're just really thinking about pretty much a little bit of everything. So it's really driving and walking and just being by yourself can really help you kind of help with like all these things that are going through your mind and trying to get them out. And, you know, some great ideas happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where can the listeners find your book? Um, the book, um, Rainbow Relatives, uh, can be found. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's in some Barnes and Nobles. It's on my website. You can go to also an order directly, which is uh, www.sudirick.com. So my legal name, my name I go by, Sudirick, uh, sudirick.com. So yes, uh, and a few independent bookstores like in Palm Springs, I think has them too. And um, one in, uh, I want to say Maine, there's a Portland, Maine has carries a few copies too. So, but Amazon, you find them and Barnes and Nobles online or in some of the bookstores. If they don't have it requested, I guess that way, maybe they'll order some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the movie, like I said, Welcome on My Proudest, they can see for free on uh, um, Amazon Prime. If someone wants a D- DVD, they could always order from my website too, like for $5. But I don't know how many people <laughs> watch DVDs anymore. I mean, Maybe 20% of the people, I don't know. But uh, yeah, and then I have stuff on a lot of things they can watch on YouTube on my channel, Sudi Rick. Uh, yeah, I think it's just goes by Sudi Rick. And there's a bunch of my sketches and my music videos that I did for my songs and stuff. Well, thank you so much. And to all the listeners, everything's going to be in the show notes for you. And make sure you get that book and watch this movie on Amazon Prime. Thank you so much, Sudi Rick, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. <laughs> and tell the listeners out there, like I said, everything's going to be in the show notes, but that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken. A.K.A. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to a little bit of everything with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.